Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Our Golden Twenties. My name is Sadie, and I'm joined by my co-host, Hagen. Hey. And we are, again, recording in person tonight, which mm-hmm. is super fun, or today, super fun and exciting. But we are here to chat all about work again today, and more specifically, talking about the nine to five verse freelancing side hustles, owning your own business, whatever, you know, that looks like to you or resonates with you. We're just probably going to call it freelancing Mm -hmm. just to keep it general, but that is what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. I feel like this is one of the rare topics where we both are well-versed in it. We yeah. have a lot of knowledge and we're ready to <laughs> drop that knowledge. So all the past episodes you've heard, we weren't actually qualified no. to talk about them. <laughs> but this one we are. Yeah. Well, there are some where it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We like, don't have much don't experience. Or it's like, like, we only know what our limited experience yeah, is. Yeah, exactly. But work, we're, we've both been working a while. Yeah, very true. And you guys like seem to like the work episode. So we're yeah. just trying to find ways to keep these mm. fun and exciting because we love talking about it. You guys like listening to it. So so let's let's take a different spin by throwing yeah. in the freelance stuff. Mm-hmm. But I feel like this is such a, I don't know, maybe hot topic lately. And I'll tell you why. I feel like we've kind of gone through, especially as millennials, like the past few mm. years, there's been this like huge like desire to become your own boss to be a freelancer to own your own business and it was just like everybody was like that is the dream and we're anti-corporate like nobody wants to work a nine-to-five job for the next 25 30 years and like stay at the same company like I don't know maybe that's just like me and the people I was surrounded by but Mm -hmm. that seemed to be kind of like the millennial dream and I think like especially in like the times of social media and social media is just like also kind of like been coming around with like millennials and stuff but like Mm -hmm. I feel like it's become so easy to like see a side of owning your own business if it's an influencer if it's some sort of like digital nomad like working on a beach in Bali like it's so easy to look at them and be like that's the life I aspire to have they're so free they have you know so much flexibility and here I am in my nine-to-five job and this is the worst when I could be doing yeah work a totally different way so I feel like that's kind of been where people's mindsets have been or like their views but now I feel like at least I've been seeing on TikTok how people are starting to now romanticize like the nine to five again Mm -hmm. and I feel like people are starting to experience working for themselves and experience owning their own business and they're like oh god this is actually a lot harder than I thought it was going to be I'm not sitting on a beach in Bali just like enjoying it working leisurely like I'm busting my ass all the time and it's and sometimes like more work than just working a nine to five job. So I don't know. I feel like there's pros and cons of both and we're definitely going to go through them today, but that's just kind of where my head went. And for me personally, where I'm like, it's been the dream for both of those and we Mm -hmm. can definitely get into that. But I was definitely that person that was like, it is my dream to have my own business. Yeah. And then, you know, I got some experience like freelancing stuff and now I'm like, "Mm, is it the dream or am I okay with the nine to five? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel like it's the kind of thing that is so heavily romanticized and there's such a weight that comes with being like, I'm an entrepreneur. I am my own boss. I run my own business. And then it's like, when you look at it, there's not 
that much different? Like, is that more noble than someone who like puts their head down and works nine to five? Yeah. Like, no. Yeah. Everyone's just working to get their shit done, you know? Exactly. And like, we're all just wanting to get paid at the end of the day. Exactly. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. So maybe we'll start, let's go through some of the pros and cons. I feel we can maybe start with, we might be bouncing around a little bit all over, but if we kind of start with working for a company. Yeah. Maybe some pros and cons there. Mm -hmm. I think it's also worth noting, like, I've always worked like, very client side and like for retailers and head offices and actually only retailers. So even my experience there is like quite limited offering like a product and service Mm -hmm. from like a company where Tegan's worked a lot, maybe exclusively in agency life. Yeah. So even our corporate experiences are like different from one another, but I feel like that helps us bring so many different perspectives to this. Yeah, well, and it's worth saying too, like, obviously, this doesn't apply to every single business. Like the first agency I was in true was you were on call 24 seven. Yeah. So it's like, that's very much like if you're just freelance, or you're running your own business. But so this is more in general, and definitely more on maybe like a corporate side where you'd Mm -hmm. have HR or, you know, <laughs> laws that prevent you from working that way. All you need is an HR department. Let's be yeah. honest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so I do think like the main thing with working a nine to five that is a pro is that it is truly a nine to five. Mm-hmm. Like most times, you know, sometimes something comes up, you have to work like whatever, but it's not like say when you're in university, there's always something for you to be doing. Mm -hmm. You never like can take a weekend and just relax because you're always thinking, well, I've got that assignment due. It's very much the same when you run your own business. You always have things you could be doing. Yeah. Whereas when you're working for a company, when you're clocked out, you can truly be clocked out. Yeah. And it's a lot easier to set boundaries. If you're just working for yourself, it's totally up to you how much you work but it's like it's your money (laughs) yeah the stakes are fully on you yeah and I think that's also why people have a hard time setting boundaries when they work for themselves because at least in like my experience freelancing it was hard to say no because I was like well look at how much money I could be making if I just did everything you know yeah we're nine to five it's like Regardless how much I work, if I work from eight to eight, or if I work nine to five, I'm making the same amount every two weeks. And like, of course, there's going to be times, like you said, where a project's going on longer and you have to like work outside those hours or whatever. But and it also depends on that company culture. Like maybe your boss does expect you to check yeah. emails in the evenings, whatever. Mm-hmm. However, I work in social media, which never sleeps, as we all know. And I hardly ever work outside like my hours and that's maybe rare for like this specific role I'm in but it's just like like maybe working after hours is like posting a post but it's not like I'm responding to emails I'm like working on things like like you said it's just so much easier to like truly end if I've and also to mentally check out like It's not at the end of the day, it's not your company's problems are not your problems. Yeah. So you can just be like, all right, close computer, 
now let's go on to like yeah my social life in the yeah. evening and like actually check out so those boundaries are key also taking vacation yeah like so much better so much easier to like yeah. actually clock out and like take that time for yourself yeah especially like obviously if you own a business where you have enough employees that you truly can take a vacation, this doesn't apply to you. Mm -hmm. But like when I'm freelancing, it's just me by myself. And if I'm on vacation, I need to be able to check my emails because if I miss an email from a potential client, that's a big chunk of money. And now obviously I can say I'm on vacation. I, you know, can start that project when I get back, but I have to be able to respond. Mm -hmm. Then it's like, so that means I can't go to Cuba, say, where you can't get internet access on vacation period. Yeah. Because I need to be reachable by email. Whereas when you're just, I don't want to say a cog in the machine, but <laughs> you know, it's not your circus, not your really monkeys. Feel. Like yeah. you can do whatever you want and truly like turn off your phone. Like mm-hmm. when I go on vacation, I shut off my email, mm-hmm. which you can't do when it's just you. Business. Yeah. And it's also easier. Like you get paid for vacation time. when you're employed by a company like I think at least here in Canada I feel the most companies do three weeks paid holidays now it used to be two weeks but I feel that's gone up to three for a lot of companies and like as a self-employed person it can be really hard to justify taking time off if that's like time away from a project and essentially like time away from making money or something like that yeah so huge huge thing and we know how important taking time off is like to mentally recharge and not burn yourself out yeah the other thing is uh the same way that a company is paying you to take vacation Mm -hmm. they are also taking care of your benefits your insurance your taxes and these are all things just like how if you are freelance you want to take a vacation you have to put the money aside to pay yourself while you're on vacation Mm -hmm. you have to put the money aside to pay your taxes you have to put the money aside to go to the dentist if you have a cavity yeah and that's really hard for a lot of people totally especially like me who you guys know my story with money already like where if I have money I spend it and I'll spend it on like less important things so something that it's like I get a whole freelance deposit in my bank account like yeah for a project or whatever it's hard for me to be to not view it as just like oh look at how much money I made a pure chunk of change yeah yeah. it's like no like x amount needs to go into savings for tax season yes x amount needs to go like towards like a benefit plan or like or sorry health benefits that sort of thing it's hard to do that on your own versus your company just automatically calculates that like yeah obviously when you're employed by a company like it's being docked off your paycheck for like your benefits and taxes and all that stuff like it's not that you're not paying it it's just it's never automatically done yeah Yeah, exactly Yeah. Yeah. And that's a big difference. Like I remember the first year where I did a full year of like solely freelance, my taxes, now we're in Canada. So obviously this is going to be different for everyone, but it was something like I had to pay $5,000 in taxes. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, if you're not the kind of person who can have $5,000 sitting in your bank account without spending it, Mm -hmm. like I literally would have been screwed. Yeah. Like I, I just would have not paid my taxes and then hope I didn't get arrested. (laughs) Like it's like, that's crazy. And so you can see how people get into situations where you don't realize how much money you have to pay at the end of the year. And then you get stuck like having to get a loan and then paying the interest. You know what I mean? Like I also, you have to be on top of it. Yeah. I feel like going back to like influencers 
as like small business owners and like entrepreneurs. Like I always think that when they're like, how to have a six figure month and how I had a six figure month. I'm like, okay, but what you're not saying is like how much of that was actually like money in the bank versus like what you're going to have to pay on taxes. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's just like what you're putting towards health insurance and yeah, you know, it's just like, of course it's great to make a lot of money, but that means you also have to pay more and stuff and you need to account for that. So be organized. Yeah. Like you have to be so organized like a lot of people talk about how they have a special account in their bank account that when they get paid freelancing they calculate what their taxes are and put them in there but it's like if you're just working for someone else you don't have to do any of that nope it's already done love it so so good yeah another great part probably one of my favorite parts Mm -hmm. of working for someone else working a nine-to-five is that oftentimes you don't have to directly deal with clients. Mm. Now, obviously you won't relate to this, Sadie, because you are the clients. <laughs> yeah, I have my own spin, but I'm yes. going to let you keep going. <laughs> yeah, and or like obviously lots of people have to deal with clients. I email clients every day, but you have other people there to back you up. Yeah, you usually have like an account manager of some sort. Yeah, like- yeah, and... Yeah, there's one of my favorite shows, Mad Men. I've talked about this before. It's been a while, though. I yeah. feel we're, we're due for a it's, Mad Men, qu- Mad Men yes. quote. <laughs> it's literally my favorite TV show of all time, period. But it's about advertising, which is too Relevant. real for me, yeah. why I love it. But there's a <laughs> quote that one of the characters says, which is, my father used to say this is the greatest job in the world, except for one thing, the clients. Mm. And it's true. Yeah. Yeah. Because when you're just doing your work and hanging out, you're having a great time. Yeah. And then they come in and ruin everything. Yeah. And I feel like my side or my take on the client side is in my experience, it's good because having, if you're all working on the same team or you're all on the same team, you're all working towards a common mission, a common vision, a common goal. And like, yes, you're the client, you know, but that's what brings you together versus in my freelance experience, I feel like I'm hired because I'm an expert in a certain like task, if it's social media, whatever, but it's still very much like, well, it's the client's business. So Mm, even though you're hired to be the expert, it's still my business and we're going to do what I want at the end of the day. Where like being client side or being corporate, you don't really have that. Like it's not... It's a different kind of dynamic and I feel it makes things a lot easier when you're all just like, yep, this is what we're all working together, like towards together. Yeah, it's a team. And so even like mistakes you make aren't the end of the world because you probably have other eyes on whatever you're working on. You have other people to back you up and support you. If it's you by yourself, if a mistake happens, it is solely your fault. Yeah. And if you have clients like, yeah, yeah. It's intense. Yeah, (laughs) it is intense. And I think actually kind of going on about like how it's either you or like a team of people. This is something else that I really actually like about working for a company is you get to just do what you're good at, what you enjoy, hopefully. Like you're just hired to do the one role. Yeah. And anything outside of your expertise or like outside of that role, there's Mm -hmm. a whole other person, in some cases, a whole other team that deals with it. So in my example, like 
I said I'm in social media. So when I log into work, all I need to worry about is social media. But when I'm freelancing doing social media, it's like 50% of my time is actually doing social media. Mm -hmm. The other 25 is like the paperwork, the billing, invoices, contracts. The other 50 is finding clients. Like that's a big piece. Like you're not spending all of your time doing what you're actually Mm -hmm. like good at or like what you are an expert in you know what I mean like yeah yeah you're not just whatever your service is you're also an accountant and you're in advertising and you're your own HR department like you're your own account person like yeah it's a lot it is a lot another nice thing about working for a company working corporate is that they are paying for your supplies Mm -hmm. if they're a good company. I've heard of some companies that don't do this, but I will say 99% of companies, if you have to work on a laptop, they will supply you with a laptop. Mm -hmm. A lot of places supply you with a workspace if you're not work from home. Places will give you lunch or drinks. Mm -hmm. All of these things as part of your salary Whereas, Might be the shittiest coffee in the world, but yeah. it's free. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I would drink like five cups of coffee when I would go into the office. Yeah, But it's like, if you're working for yourself, you were paying those things. Yeah. Like I remember when I moved to the city, I didn't have a full-time job and I had to buy a laptop because mm-hmm. like I had to as a freelancer. So it's like before you've made any money, you have to I don't know how much my laptop cost back in the day when I bought it, but like $2,000 say right off the top, you have to spend in hopes to make that money back. Yeah. And I think like, obviously you can write things off as like a freelancer and stuff, but it's not to the same extent. And like you said, it's having that money up front. Like earlier this week, my work laptop completely stopped working. Mm. And within like two days, it was kind of a whole thing but within two days it was the longest two days of my life but not that long I had a new computer yeah I didn't have to pay anything you know I didn't have to front any money like yeah my work just took care of it got me a new computer it was fine and also think of the programs you work on in a day-to-day like if you're a video editor tag like Mm -hmm. you know I don't even know Final Cut whatever you use to like edit those things are very expensive graphic designers like yeah anything Adobe anything I can't even think even like social media, like scheduling tools and whatever, yeah, like or zoom, zoom, Paid exactly. Zoom. Yeah. Like these are all things that yes, you can write off as a freelancer, but it is costs that you yeah. need to front like upfront. Yes. <laughs> you need to pay for upfront. Yeah. Yeah. Don't pull a David from Schitt's Creek <laughs> and buy a bunch of stuff. Cause you think it's a write off. What is that? Is that a new lamp? Yeah. I'm thinking of bringing homeware. Um, into the store, so that's a write-off. That's a write-off? Yeah. Do you even know what a write-off is? Uh, yeah. It's when you buy something for your business and the government pays you back for it. Oh. And who pays for it? Nobody. You write it off. Who writes it off? I don't know. The government... The write-off people. What? Why are we having this conversation? So if I need booze to get through my day, I can just write that off? That's a stretch. But the skincare products you got this morning, those are a write-off. What skincare products? You purchased skincare products? Okay. I am the face of the company. If I have acne, what does that say about the legitimacy of the store? That's not a write-off. 
That's not a write-off. This? Not a write-off. Oh, well, the betting's non-refundable, so... David, a write-off is a business expense used to reduce your taxable income. Okay, well then, why isn't it called a tax write-off? It is! Because I'm telling See, you right now. <laughs> yeah, that's not how it works. <laughs> I also love... You guys know me. I'm like, I am ambitious. So I love having mentors. I mm-hmm. love being like, what is my plan to learn and grow? I'm a goal setter. So I'm always like, this is the next title. This is my next salary, like goal. Right. You know, like I know climbing the corporate ladder kind of has puts a bad taste in people's mouth. But for some people like me, <laughs> it's extremely motivating and fulfilling Mm. as you do kind of grow you know in a company and I feel like working for yourself you definitely are challenged and continuously learning and evolving it's just in a different way yeah and it can be hard to find mentors like in my jobs my boss often becomes my mentor or at least you know some sort of leader on my team becomes a mentor to me and I can learn a lot from them where when you're working on your own you have to like scope those out you know and there's of course networking events and Mm -hmm. friends and you know you can find those mentors it's just not as intuitive as it is in a corporate setting yeah there is a huge part of working in a company that's like socially based yeah and when it's just you by yourself you're literally missing out on all of the social parts of that and even if your company does not have a great culture, Mm -hmm. just having people that you work with that you can chat with and say like, Hey, what'd you do this weekend? Yeah. Like it can make a big difference if you're a social person. Yeah. And on the coworker piece, like having somebody who you can rant to, they know every single person you're talking about. Like that is something, even if you rant to like your best friend about work, she still doesn't know these people you're ranting about. Like the same way a coworker does. So like if it is just like, yeah, Hey, how's your weekend? And like the small chat, or if it's like somebody who fully understands like everything you're ranting about work-wise, like that is so, so good. Yes. (laughs) So therapeutic. Yeah. And often, like for me, a lot of my friends that I've made in my adult life have come from work. Mm, Yeah. So I think, like, I always say that I don't really go to work to make friends. Like, Mm -hmm. that's never why I accept a job. I'm not like, oh, everybody here is young and cool. I'm going to make so many friends. I'm like, I'm here to do my job. But inevitably, since I spend so much time with these people and like trust them with my deepest, darkest thoughts about all, you know, all (laughs) the like things going on in corporate life. Of course they turn into friends and that's definitely something. Yeah. That's harder to come by. Yeah. In a freelancer, your own setting. Yeah. The last thing is how like consistent the work is. Mm -hmm. Most times it's stable and secure. Whereas I'm going to talk about money again. So sorry if money's triggering to you. But when you're freelancing, you have to accept that there are going to be months where you're going to make less and you have to be able to save your money to pay your living expenses for that month. And so maybe in January, you make $10,000. That's the most you've ever made. But then you get to February and you've made $300. Mm -hmm. You still have to be able to support yourself. And that can be really hard. Whereas Mm -hmm. if you're like, I get paid, 
every two weeks, it's the same amount. It's so much easier to budget, to know how to live within your means. And it's also just kind of like a financial stress taken off your shoulders. You're never like, am I going to be able to afford rent this month? Like one less thing to think about. Yeah, definitely. And I think regardless of what your actual job is, like there's going to be like busy seasons and then quiet seasons. You know, if you're a wedding photographer and like you do this freelance, like you're probably busting ass like all through the summer and fall, winter, and maybe like early spring. Those are the months you're like, hopefully I made enough from my busy period to get me through the slow time. So it is definitely a lot more stable if you just have that every two weeks shows up in your bank account. You don't even really think about it, you know? Yeah. So now that we've just like shit all over freelancing, (laughs) I feel like we need to defend it a little bit. Very true. Because it's not that we are Mm anti-freelancing. We're just trying to give it like... I don't know what the right word is. Like, I think we're trying to be truthful and not glamorize it. Exactly. And yeah. Yeah. But there are obviously good parts of freelancing or owning your own business or else why would no one do would it? do it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it is still like a goal for a lot of people. Yeah. And like the end goal, like I said, for me, I've done freelancing and yeah. I'm like, mm, I don't know, but I'm still mm. like, maybe in the future, like, yeah, I feel like it is still gold mine to like own my own business. And a big part of that, like the reason behind that is because I just want to be my own boss. Yeah. Like I'm somebody who <laughs> I just feel like I always have the best idea. I feel like mm. a lot of people are that way, you know, where you're mm. like, it's my way or the highway or like, of right, course right. I know. And you just wait for you to say something at your corporate job and they don't listen and you just wait till you can be like, told you so right. like, yeah, told yeah, you yeah. this months ago. That's me in the corporate world. So yeah. of course, being my own boss where I make the rules, I set the values Maybe one day I'll get to the point where I'm deciding who to hire or the clients we're working with or whatever it is. Yeah. That's obviously a huge draw for a lot of people, myself included. Yeah. And you get to decide who you're working with as far as clients, like the amount of times where it's like your job sucks because you're working with an unresponsive client or it's just boring Like Mm. you say for me, I went to film school and then it's like you're stuck for three months doing a B2B corporate video for a client that you've never heard of before Mm. where you're like, if this was my own business, I would have said no to this and then only said yes to the glamorous things. And, you know, obviously like when you just work for someone else, you can't be like, "Mm, no, I don't feel like working on that today. Yeah. Whereas when it's fully up to you, you can. Yeah. Another major thing which is the number one draw for me to freelancing is you can make a lot more money Mm. like if you think of it as every time your company's being paid yeah that's being split by the accountants and your boss teams we talked about your hr whereas when it's just you by yourself all the money's going to you it's all you yeah which like for a lot of freelancers you can make money say in six months to then take off the next six months and take a vacation. Mm. That's how lucrative it can be. If you are of the right mindset, the person who can budget, the person who can hustle and can be very successful. Yeah. And if you can see your value, like I think that's a big thing. And I feel that comes with time. Like, yeah, 
I only freelanced for a little while before like taking a break and I'm still taking a break. (laughs) But like if you're just starting out, like I think it is easy to lowball it and not know your worth and whatever. But once you get that experience, yeah, and you set your own rates, like absolutely, you can make a lot more money. This is like a random tip that I'm just going to throw out there. Do it. But if you are freelancing or if you have a side hustle and you find that you're too busy, Up that means rates. you have to raise your rate. Yeah. So many people don't know this. Like I have people in my life who complain about how busy they are or they're having to turn down clients because mm-hmm. they don't have time. I'm like, that means you have to up your rate Yeah. because you will find a client who will pay it and you'll be doing less work for more money. Yeah. I feel there's a lot of like master classes about that and stuff like a lot of I think it's very much like knowing your worth yeah because even like the type of content or type of work you're doing yeah that's one thing to me like I didn't even really realize how valuable like social media strategy is compared to like social Mm. media management and like community management right 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 so it's like of course you're gonna like learn as you do these things but it's like know your worth like know what you're contributing and yeah, charge for that 100%. Another pro is obviously that you get to set your own hours. Mm -hmm. If you're not a person who's successful working nine to five, maybe you'd rather work like 9pm till 5am. Yeah. Like when you're freelance, it literally doesn't matter. You can do the work when it works for you. And you can work as much or as little as you want. Mm -hmm. If you want to be like, raking in as much money as possible, you could be working like insane amounts of hours. Mm -hmm. Or if you're like, I want to make enough money to sustain my lifestyle at X amount, you could work like 15 hours a week Mm -hmm. and be happy. Totally. Yeah. That was the biggest thing that I liked about freelancing was I do my best work literally after 7 PM. Yeah. So of course, like that's when I was doing my freelance work and I was like, man, I'm getting so many good ideas, but like for my day job, I'm like, well, I was up at nine. Like, I'm not going to keep working at this at 9 yeah, p.m. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But it's just like, yeah, people work at different times. And yeah. corporate, like, companies are often a lot less flexible with the hours. Like, they mm-hmm. maybe range from, like, eight to four. But not for us late night workers. Like, yeah. we struggle, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah. Another pro to freelancing is that you don't have to work with coworkers. If mm. that is something that's like the bane of your existence at work, mm-hmm. this is like the, the ultimate position for you because yeah. you don't have to deal with people slowing you down. You don't yeah. have to deal with collaboration that you don't enjoy. Exactly. Yeah. And also like if you are like outsourcing or like hiring employees or something like that like you choose who you work with that's the one other thing where you know we talked about how it can be isolating but also if you do start working with other people like how great is it that you choose who you work with not your boss hired somebody who's the opposite zodiac sign that you don't get along with (laughs) (laughs) like that's my experience no I'm just kidding but (laughs) yeah I love that I also think going back to how you wear many different hats, that Mm -hmm. is also a draw for me because Mm -hmm. it's way more dynamic. And I think, you know, my parents are both self-employed and that's the one thing my dad always says is like, I'm doing something different every single day. I can't imagine logging in, sitting at a computer, doing the same thing every single day. Right. And it's so true. Like, yes, it is overwhelming to be the marketing and sales team to 
you know, do your actual job as a graphic designer or video editor, whatever you do, be the account person, whatever. Yeah. yeah. But it keeps things interesting. And I feel like if you're someone who like runs off adrenaline or like yeah. needs things to be like dynamic, you can definitely thrive by wearing so many different hats. Yeah. So I feel like the main thing as far as like the nine to five or the freelance Mm -hmm. is if you know your worth, think you have a good product or like yeah. if you're someone who would be hired, you are the product in this scenario. Mm -hmm. But if you think you have a good product, a good idea, and it's something that you're passionate about, something that you're happy to think about 24 mm seven, -hmm. then freelancing is the way to go. Mm -hmm. But if you're someone who's working for a paycheck, it is so much easier to work for someone else. Yeah. 100%. And there's no shame in the getting the paycheck game. Yeah. And I feel like that's what TikTok is going on about these days. It's yeah, just like, yeah. there's more to life than work. So why yeah. are we glamorizing like the grind, you know, yeah. and like working 24 seven? Like I've been seeing so much of like, I think this was a sound a few weeks ago where mm. it was like, I didn't want to work a nine to five. So I started my own business. And now I work 24 seven. Like yeah. that's literally can be the experience for some people. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I also, like, I've already hinted at this a bunch or, like, said it a bunch, but I do want to also just say that it's totally okay if your dream is to freelance like mine was or to own your own business, and then you start doing it, and then you don't end up liking it. And I just mm. want to, like, say this because when I was going through that, I was like, what the heck? Like, yeah. I'm a total failure. Like, why isn't this what I thought? Like, right. it must be me. But I feel like you don't know what you don't know. So yeah. in this case, like I made the dream to own my own business without ever having experience owning my own business. So how right. am I supposed to know that's actually the dream? You know what I mean? It's not until I start actually doing it that I'm like, yes, this is what I thought it was. Or yes, this is yeah. fulfilling. Yes, this is what I like to do. I can't come to those conclusions just by like imagining what it would be. You yeah, know what I mean? Of course. And I also feel like if you're working a nine to five and considering freelancing, mm. start with it as a side hustle. Yeah. Be like, I'm going to work Sundays. Yeah. And that's see exactly how it, it. goes. And yeah. then don't just quit your job because mm -hmm. if you end up hating it, it's going to be really awkward. Yeah. So start as a side hustle and if you do love it, like maybe you could even negotiate with your company that you work at and say, I only want to work four days a week so that I could spend three days doing my side hustle or yeah, whatever it is, or build up a clientele so that when you do quit your nine to five, you're not like, okay, now I have to spend six months building my business where I'm not going to get paid. Mm -hmm. You like you for a lot a taste of, and yeah. you're like prepared to make that jump. Yeah. These like career decisions, especially when they're financial, shouldn't be just based off of like, well, I got in a fight with my boss today, so I'm quitting tomorrow. Yeah. Like, as tempting as that is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've all been there. <laughs> but yeah, it's just you have to realize how much work it is. Whereas if you're passionate, yeah, it doesn't feel like work. Exactly. But if you're doing it because you hate your boss and you think it'll make you rich. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if that will fuel you through answering emails on the sunniest day of your Hawaiian vacation. Yeah, 100%. I also think this is a realization I've come to recently 
like in the last two years or so while Mm -hmm. I was freelancing, but also while I was working for the last company I was at. And I think if you're kind of romanticizing this idea of freelancing, owning your own business, being an entrepreneur, asking yourself why, you know? So of course getting that experience helps, but it's just like, why do I want that? And is Mm -hmm. it because I'm seeing people working from a beach on Instagram? Is it because this is what everybody's doing? This is what everyone's dream is. And for me, this is where like the light bulb happened for me was I wanted to own my own business. So things were done my way. Going back to that whole like business control freak that I am or (laughs) boss control freak that I am. But I also was like, there's just so like corporate world sucks. Like, yeah, it's changes slow. So it's like if you want to actually make a change in the world, I'm just going to start my own company that like gives back. It's environmentally conscious. It is, you know, good on terms of like diversity and like the people we show in our ads, the people we hire, all of these things. Like, it's like, I'm in control of that. So of course I can create change that way. But one thing, and maybe I'm just going on a rant, but this is the only episode I've had this, been able to (laughs) voice this realization. But one thing that I realized at my last job was, you don't need to work on your own in order to like leave your mark on the world or to like create change. And in fact, if you work for a large company, you can often make way more change from the inside of a large company than you can as your own like small business. Yeah. So a really good example of that is like environmental impact. So at my, one of my last jobs, we were having this debate between removing our paper bags and going Mm -hmm. to plastic bags because it would be cheaper right and my boss was like what the hell that's going backwards like there's laws in Canada this was a few years ago but she was like there's laws in Canada coming that are like banning plastic bags this is so bad for the environment Mm -hmm. like but the company's like no we are gonna save money if we do this so she literally put together a whole like deck on it being like these are the laws that are coming these are the provinces plastic Mm. is banned this is the environmental impact like no and she ended up like preventing us from going back to plastic and sticking Mm. with recyclable paper bags and it's just like for like a company that has like hundreds of stores across Canada you know like that's a huge impact and same thing I work in marketing I work in social media so it's like all of these like cultural moments and like shifts that are happening within consumer mindset and stuff. It's like, I'm the one who's deciding who like Mm -hmm. we're hiring for photo shoots or whatever, not so much anymore, but at one point that was my job. So I can make sure it's like representing everybody, you know, these sorts of things. So this is my long winded speech to say, if your why is to own your own business, to create change, you might be able to create more change by working corporate. It yeah. can be harder, obviously, but it can also be way more rewarding and like way more impactful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That was kind of, yeah, a whole sidebar, I guess. <laughs> but something I'm extremely passionate about because I feel like people don't really think of that. Yeah, there are so many reasons for wanting to maybe try out the freelancing, like we said before, mm-hmm. maybe start it as a side hustle. But I think the way to know if you're ready mm-hmm. to fully quit your nine to five is if your side hustle is successful. Like I said, mm-hmm. you have nine to 12 months worth of rent, food, money, mm-hmm. money for getting your nails done, whatever saved. And 
this is something that, like we said, you're truly passionate about and you're ready to work 24 seven to get it done. Mm -hmm. At least in the short term, you know, like obviously the goal is not to work 24 seven forever, but it's like, yes, have your expenses like figured out so you can make this leap. Yeah. Having like a few less stressors on your mind and just focus on figuring it out. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so much to think about. Yeah. And so it is, I don't know, maybe this is like the key thing to journal about, (laughs) or it's even like as simple as a pro and cons list like we did today. And maybe your pros and cons for your nine to five look totally different than what we mentioned. Totally. But it's really comes down to your passions Mm -hmm. and how you work. If you're an organized person who's like, I have no problem budgeting. I love that. Mm -hmm then maybe freelancing is for you. Mm -hmm. But if you are like, I just want to be creative, I'm telling you right now, (laughs) it's going to be really hard. (laughs) Unless you get into, no, even I was going to say, unless you get into like a film union or something, but you Mm -hmm. still have to do like your own taxes or you make enough to pay someone to do that. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Yeah. Well, I hope we gave everyone something to think about, Mm -hmm. especially like the 20s, your 20s are so early in your career. Yes. Like this is the time to experiment. Yes. I love that. Move companies. Yeah. yeah, Take on that side hustle just to see what it's like. Yeah. Experiment with passions outside of like your day-to-day corporate job as like freelancing services. Like, yeah, yeah, I think that's such a good point. Like you never know. I was telling one of my coworkers about this. I started video editing, which is my job. If you Mm -hmm. don't know, I started that just because my boyfriend needed someone to edit his short films. And so I learned on YouTube Mm -hmm. and now it's my career. And it's like, anyone could do that with anything. Like Mm -hmm. if social media is your passion, take a course on it and start a side hustle. If you want to be a photographer, start taking people's pictures, you know, like it's, it sounds stupid how simple it is, but it really can be that simple. Yeah, 100%. And that's like liberating. You yeah, know? yeah. So if you have a passion like that, go for Chase it. it. Mm-hmm. If your passion is spending your weekends hanging out like me, not worrying about work. Yeah. Don't chase it. Drinking wine every night. <laughs> yeah. Logging if off you say have a podcast that you work on, <laughs> there's no shame in the nine to five. <laughs> well, I think that's where we're going to leave it for this week. So thank you so much for listening. You can find us on social media. We're at our golden 20s. The platform we're the most vocal on, I guess, is Mm -hmm. Instagram. But we are on TikTok. We're on Spotify. We're on Pinterest. We also have a Patreon page, which is where we put the episodes early. And it's your best way to show your support for the podcast. So if you like this episode, make sure you become a Patreon. If not, you can rate us or follow us on social. We appreciate it all. And that's it. Thanks for listening. See you next Tuesday.